Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is up, everybody? Happy Monday. It's Monday. It is Monday. Man, it, today feels like I've been extra busy for some reason. So I was like, it's Monday. Monday, right? Yeah. Anyways, happy Monday. Welcome to Elijah Fire. This is episode 91. Um, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for today. Um, I'm always stoked when Krista's on. It's going to be a great episode, everybody. Um, for those of you who uh, are new, welcome. Welcome. It's going to be a great, great show. Um, and it's also episode 90, not 91. My bad, everybody. I was looking at Wednesdays. Uh, I saw that and I wrote down 91. It's episode 90. So please forgive me. Thank you in advance for forgiving me. Um, so for those of you who don't know, my guest, she doesn't really need uh, an introduction. She's kind of like, she's one of the original Elijah Fire guests. She keeps coming back and you guys love her. And she's just got a powerful ministry, you guys. She's a prophetic voice. Uh, she's also the founder of Arise Kingdom Ministries. Uh, in, in, in addition to a ton of other things that she's just absolutely amazing at. Um, she's a big advocate against abortion, all that stuff. She's doing a lot in the kingdom for First Nations people as well. So let's give it up for my guest today. I'm I'm getting the loading guest thing ready. I was in the right place. Krista Elisha. What up? Hey. It's so exciting. It's yeah. hilarious. So I'm the OG. You're the OG. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. You are. You I know. are. Because know. you're the first interview that I that I did that wasn't me subbing for Steve. It was the first one that Steve was like, I want you to interview her. And so I I mean, you'd already been on Elijah Elijah streams at that point, but then mm -hmm. that was when and then you and I were like, dude. We, I feel like we've known each other forever and then we just I became know. really good friends. So Yes, I know. Yeah. It's like, it's so cool how God just brings the right people in your life. And yeah. Yeah. You and Lauren, I just love to bits and pieces. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, it's like, mutual. So. Yes. Yeah. So plus we have so much in common. I mean. We do. Yeah. And then I, we went out to dinner a couple of weeks ago. You were in, in town mm -hmm, and we ministered, we ministered to that, that waiter guy. Yes. Bless his heart. Yeah. You know, when um, we were ministering to him. So yeah. Backstory guys. So we're, we went out to eat and we were just, you know, doing what people do when we're out to eat. And we had this server who uh, was living an alternative lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously he was not a believer and he would come over to the table and he kept having like pulp culture or like cult, you know, classic movie references and mm -hmm. game references and stuff. And we were actually able to minister to him and prophesy to him through the interest that he had with, you know, old school video games and, and movies and things. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that that was so encouraging because, you know, Jeff, when I see like what you're doing mm -hmm. and how this really is, is like a niche, like this is something that the body of Christ needs so desperately. And, yeah. um, it's, it's able to reach a demographic that of young people that, 
you know, would slip through the cracks another way. And uh-huh. so I think it's amazing. And um, right. I really feel like God is, you're a pioneer in this. And I feel like God is even stirring other millennials and, uh, you know, the to, to rise up and do similar sort of things. One of the things that God's been talking to me about is the metaverse. Okay. So those uh, of you who don't know what the metaverse is, or are you talking about meta or multiverse? Metaverse? Is it, what's the same? Is it the same thing? Well, are you talking about the Facebook thing? Or are you talking about like the continue? Yeah, I think it's the the metaverse. So the metaverse okay. is where like people are going in and it's like the 3D universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so God's been talking to me about that. And he was telling me about how, you know, when the internet was like first made, like so many Christians said, oh, it's evil and don't do this and get mm-hmm. stay away from that. And then what ended up happening was because Christians were afraid they did not take occupancy. They didn't take ground on the internet. And so what happened, like, you know, all this pornography, like all this evil stuff ended up taking up space on the internet. And it wasn't until really like the lockdowns in 2020 that finally the church's eyes were open that the internet and Facebook lives and things could actually be a tool to reach the lost. And so yeah. there were some other, you know, Christian leaders that were doing that too. I think like Ryan Lestrange, he was really a pioneer. And so was, um, oh goodness, what's her name? I really love her, but I'm blanking. Um, she's been, oh, she's a, a real general in the body of Christ, but I, I can't think of her name right now. And she's been doing it for years too. And um, with the metaverse, I mean, you can actually, it's like a 3D world that you walk into and there's other people that are playing, you know, and God actually gave me this vision of hosting tent revivals in the metaverse (laughs) and people hearing the gospel through the metaverse. And I was like, that is brilliant. So actually like my friends and I have been like talking about that, like, you know, and thinking about getting the equipment to go in there to actually minister, do supernatural ministry and share the gospel mm-hmm. with people in the metaverse that yeah. normally would never, ever step into a church, yeah. would never, ever be able to, right. you know, be well, in a meeting. So. And I think there's something that the Lord's really been speaking to me lately because, you know, I do make a lot of pop culture references and that is that it, guys, you would not believe the doors that God has opened as a result of me being that way. And that's the way that I communicate. That's how he communicates to me a lot of times. And it's different, um, but that's okay. And um, and uh, he was. I was reading through. I've been reading through Acts and Romans. It's been a lot of time in Romans lately. But um, but I was reading through Acts, and I got to the portion in Athens, and the Lord kind of reminded me of this the past couple of weeks about when Paul's walking through through, and there's like an altar to the unknown god, and he uses a Greek god, guys. He uses a Greek god to preach the gospel to people, um, and then. This this verse that we quote a lot, which is, um, which Paul says in the same part when he's talking to all the Greeks, the Athenians, he says, um, "For in him, in him we we live and move and have our being." He we quote that that he's Paul is quoting a Greek philosopher, like two Greeks. He's using their medium that they are all their eyes are on, and he's taking it and he's using that to pre- present the gospel, and then. 
The next verse after he says, and some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Again, he's quoting another Greek philosopher. And so to me, we look at this and it's so commonplace for us to look at that. It's in the Bible. We're so used to reading it. But how, how, how uh, um, un, kind of uh, unusual that was, how left of center that was, outside of the box is what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. um, how outside of the box that was. Um, but God will use anything to, to speak to people. Um, and so, you know, we get Robin Bullock coming on Elijah's dreams and, and he's talking about how the Mandalorian is prophetic. Um, and it absolutely is. And there's a lot of other things in pop culture that God is speaking to people. And uh, like, um, the, I'll talk about it in more detail some, at some point, but there was a, a justice league movie that came out in 2017 and it was not good. And then they redid it <laughs> the way it was originally supposed to be done. And there was a scene towards the end of the film involving the flash. And I immediately saw it. I just cried. I just started crying. And Mm -hmm. I was like, God is saying something through this. And it was so, such a big phenomenon, like this scene specifically, the scene in the movie, Krista won an Oscar, like it won an Academy award, this one scene. And I was like, I kept saying to Lauren, I'm like, there is something powerful about this scene and um and oh man i get chills even thinking about it so to me like there's god is speaking all over the place and that's what's so exciting he's speaking through video games he's speaking through movies he's speaking through comics uh yeah. man oh so yeah i get very excited about it well i mean well that's so i mean okay so god talks to me a lot through disney like classic disney yeah um because that's my mom loved Disney princesses. And so when I got saved and I'm learning how to be a a princess, you know, a royal daughter of God, like God would use things that I already understood yeah. to speak to me truths, you know, and that's how he does it. He He knows how we need to be communicated to in order for us to understand. Right. And um, I mean, oh, my goodness, before I even ever before anybody ever knew me, I kept, I I went to go see Mary Poppins. It was like the, the second Mary Poppins. And, um, I think it was anyway. So, but she's training children, you know, reconciling families. And then she pops in and she pops out with her little umbrella and her suitcase. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and she teaches the family how to play and, uh, she's teaching or she, there's one scene where she was um, dancing with the luminaries or the guys that would were lighting the the street lights. Mm-hmm. And um, that ended up being a huge prophetic word over my ministry. That's what I do. It's all my whole ministry. You can really sum it down and t- like sum it into daddy loves you. He really loves his family and he's come to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the children back to the fathers. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to break the curse on our land, you know, and my whole get lit, go be the light. Mm -hmm. And I love to train people to first, I like to light them on fire with, you know, God's love. And then I love to release them out into the world to light other people up. Right. So like, and oh yeah, not even to mention that I'm always popping in and popping out. I mean, like that's my, my right. whole thing yeah. in ministry. So in true Mary Poppins fashion. Yes, exactly. So it's, it's very much 
a prophetic word over my life. I mean, I think every great story really, and they've proven this too, like there's called, um, years ago, the Lord began to teach me about the fundamentals of a great story. And it begins with a call to adventure. Mm -hmm. And then the hero has so many things that they go through. And then at the very end, there's always a Christ, meaning that the hero of the story usually dies or sacrifices himself. And then there's some kind of grand resurrection, but it's the self, the laying down of self that wins the day, you know, or saves the day for whatever, you know, the, that storyline is. Mm -hmm. And so you really can, if all creativity originates from God and he's poured out his spirit on all flesh, then we can expect to see him if he's always even especially like he's ministering to people who don't know him mm -hmm. to bring them into relationship with him then all the a lot of movies um and stories even if the author doesn't know him yet mm -hmm. he's speaking to them in those stories oh yeah oh, hey can you see me can you mm -hmm. see me yeah. i you know so i i think that you know god is really wanting to break people's boxes so that we can see that, you know, there is no separation between secular and sacred now that we're one with him. Right. Well, you and know? I, in the other, uh, I think it was, la I think it was last week or the week before Nathan French was on Elijah. I think it was last week was on Elijah's dreams. And he said something really, really good. He was talking about the, 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 the power of love and coming at people with love. Um, Rather than, uh, you know, la la la. Well, the Bible says this. The Bible says that. Guys, some people don't even care what the Bible says. Yeah. And so, to me, it's like I mean, even just going back to the the passage in Scripture where Paul is in Athens. If he was to say, "Well, you shouldn't do this because the Torah says this, and you shouldn't do that," people would be like, "I'm sorry, who are you?" Like, and, right. and so he's like, "What do I got? What do I got? Ah, this, this, this." You know, and then he just starts pulling these things out. Um, to preach the gospel. And, and so some people just aren't, they don't have, obviously you can have the conviction come upon you, right? So I'm not saying that you can't go up to somebody and use the Bible, but but there, there are so many tools in God's belt. That's more what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and so if it's not, yeah, you get it. You get it, everybody. And if they don't know, they don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I didn't before... I had an intimate relationship. I mean, so, okay. So my whole life, um, you know, even when I was lost and I was on drugs and, you know, I'm, I had a radical encounter with Jesus and I was an IV meth addict mm -hmm. and I was doing hair and all, I could not stop talking about Jesus. I'm, le I'm literally leading people to Jesus high on drugs and because I had this encounter with him yeah. and, but I had not got to a place where I had learned to surrender my will and my life yeah. to God's care. I had not gotten to a place where I could see and understand that, you know, addictions were sinful and why they were sinful. Mm -hmm. 
you know, or cussing. I remember when I got saved, I wore like heavy metal t-shirts and I mean, I yeah. dropped F-bombs at the yeah. devil inside of our intercession circle, you know, and I can only imagine those little intercessors being like, whoo, you know, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know any better. Yeah. It wasn't until they came and they, they prayed for me and then they would show me the Bible, you know, and they'd say, look, Krista, this right here, it says that let every word that proceeds from our mouth be an encouragement mm -hmm. to the people that hear. So don't, shouldn't use foul language or corrupt speech. Right. And, then I, and then the Holy Spirit inside of me would convict me because somebody gave me the message, Yeah. you know? And so if, mm -hmm. if we don't know, we don't know. And right. I, we've got to wrap our minds around that, that, you know, the people that God has called us to, to reach, if they don't know what is sin, which sin, most Christians don't even know what sin is. Mm -hmm. Sin means falling short of God's perfect love because God is love. Mm -hmm. So the 10 commandments are separated in the ways that we demonstrate our love to God and the way that we demonstrate our love to man, because the greatest law that God gave us was to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all yep. your might. And then to love your yep. neighbor as you love yourself, meaning you can't even know what love is if you have not experienced God's love for you first. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have all these, you know, believers going around that don't even know what sin is and they think that it's just a behavior. And so they're trying to modify their behavior and they're not dealing with the heart issues. Right. Mm -hmm. And the heart issues, it's it literally all sin is summed up in this. It's anything that you do, anything that we do as humans that is totally self-centered, totally self-serving. And, um, it's oftentimes driven by fear or by lust. Mm -hmm. So real love is self-sacrificing. It's surrendering and letting go to receive what's the very best. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, moving in faith or trusting God, not necessarily having all the right answers or mm -hmm. understanding, but just choosing to believe that what he says is true and yeah. giving him the right to lead our lives. And so yeah. that's the other thing. So we can't, we can't even like go around, like it, it, it baffles the mind <laughs> when I see believers go around calling sinners, you know, names that they already know you know they already well, it's know like you're know. judging the world and it's like the bible is even very clear it's like like why why you know like why even waste our time like of course the of course the world is in sin of course people who don't know god are in sin yeah yeah so we're called to disciple the nations see that's yeah. the other thing so what we do discipleship and i i love the jesus model right because you know, we go out and we think that leading somebody on the street through the sinner's prayer is evangelism. And um, I mean, it can be and people right. can that's have part of it. Don't add us, everybody. We're, we should right. Not, no, not. And that, <laughs> no, I mean, and, and, and it's true. And that can be. But he said, go out and make disciples of all nations. And when yeah. Jesus modeled that, he went and he found the rugged foul mouth fishermen that were breaking the Jewish law, <laughs> right? And he got the tax collector. He got the prostitute. He got, he literally got the scum of, of 
the earth Mm -hmm. and said, hey, follow me. I'm going to teach you how to do something. Right. He said he didn't say believe in me. (laughs) Right. You know, he said, come on, come do life with me. Walk with me break bread with me. He would call out the the worst sinner in the crowd and he would say, Hey, I'm coming to your house for dinner, man. Right. Because he would show up and he would live out perfect love. And then through his teaching and the way that he did life, he revealed the heart of the father because he only said and did what the father said and did. Right. Mm. And so when I mean, for me, I mean, and if you guys have not seen my friend, my girl, uh, Rylan Isabella, like that was me saying, hey, you know, I I love you because I believe God loves you a lot. And hey, will you just be my friend? Come hang out with me. Do life with me. Let's get coffee. Let's paint. Come come to our parties no strings attached. You don't have to believe in Jesus or be a Christian to hang out. Like we just want to hang out and love on you. And then what happened is as she was discipled and as she asked questions and as we just loved her where she was at, she encountered Jesus and then wanted to know him because Mm -hmm. we loved her until she asked why. And so you know, I, I believe that that really we're supposed to disciple people and it because if they're ignorant and disciple, it means to discipline and to train and to teach. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at today. I believe yeah. that the harvest is ripe. I know we have a word. Yeah. Um, well, and I mean, it's honestly like everything we're talking about is a great segue yeah. into it. So before we get started, everybody, if you want to read along with us, I provided a link in the description, it's right in the stuff we talked about, just right below that. It should be like the first thing. If you want to follow along, click that link. It's on the Elijah list. It's a, uh, yeah, that's the word we're going to be talking about. So click yes. on it, open it up, all that good stuff. I'm looking at the comments. Hey, I see Meredith and Papa Jim. Jim, yes, get off the and- chat. The dude just had <laughs> hip surgery and he's still on anesthe- anesthesia or whatever. Be healed in Jesus name. And Emily, hey guys, I'm so happy you're all on here. So, before I get on a rabbit trail. Um, so yeah, so the Lord talking about that with all the movies and the pop culture and everything. Um, last month the Lord started speaking to me about entering a season of like warfare and pressure. And the Hebrew month was actually the month where um, the Jews went through the straits. So it was the time when the Israelites were really tested in the wilderness and tested on whether or not they were going to trust the Lord. They were going to believe his report. um, And they were going to ultimately be promoted into obtaining the promised land. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord was just really speaking to me and being and saying, you know, this is a season where my people are going to be presented choices to either retreat and fear, to grumble and turn away, um, to refuse to take on their personal giants, or they're going to come into just a season of real pressing and squeezing um, until they enter into the wide open space that I have for them on the other side, the promised land, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, I I did. I went through a terrible, <laughs> terrible season of warfare. And for me, it. Um, yes, me too. <laughs> Shoo-wee, that was 
that was rough, man. Um, but God kept giving me this, this picture of, um, a video game that I was lightweight obsessed with when I was a kid and it has ended up being a prophetic word over my life. Mm. Kingdom hearts. Yeah. And so that's a Disney game. And this kid named Sora runs around trying to rescue his, his friends from the darkness. And he Mm. has a giant key blade that he, um, opens up realms with, and he shuts down demonic gates with, Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the biggest thing is he, he opens up hearts and that's a huge thing for me because of my heart for evangelism, you know, Mm -hmm. is to open up hearts to, to God's love. Um, but that, and then, um, I had actually, and God speaks to me in, in a number of cool ways. And so I went to the store to get some more foundation, you know, for my beautiful complexion. And I happened to grab a lipstick and an eye palette. Um, just because I like the colors, mm-hmm. not paying attention to what they are. And when I got them, I realized that um, the eye palette was in the shape of a remote control, like for a video game. Oh, wow. And it's called Playgirl, which yeah. is not a great name, but, you know, um, right. it, it was video game themed. And then I looked at the lipstick and it was called Level Up. And so the Lord had been showing me like I, you know, would be praying and he would keep taking me to scenes in Kingdom Hearts where Sora was fighting off one of the bosses and he would, you know, win and then he goes to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord just said, you know, this is the season for my people to say enough is enough and it's time for you to level up like come up mm-hmm. higher come to the next place mm-hmm. um and refuse to settle in uh disbelief or discouragement or where you're at like there's another place um yeah. that i have for you i love it and so i was really encouraged by that and so i actually went and i looked up like what does level up mean and it it's a process that characters in a video game go through where they reach a new level. So they gain greater attributes, they learn more yeah. abilities and it and involves- you do that through experience. You, yes. You know, get dealing with warfare mm-hmm. and, and that you get experience and that experience levels you up and the others, sorry, I'm a gamer. I put my <laughs> wife and I play games all the time. So I'm like really this. Yeah. And then as you get, higher the higher level you get the more experience you need to to funnel that into a, a to leveling up so yeah and that's the thing and and i was really intrigued when i found out that when des, like game designers make these storylines for the video games that they actually intentionally set the the main character up or the the person who's playing for victory. So everything you do to with the experience so the puzzles, the battles and all that stuff to gain experience, you're actually gaining everything that you need so that when you get to the boss, you're prepared for victory. Mm-hmm. And that was very encouraging too. I was like, yes, Jesus, that is absolutely what you do. Everything that we go through, all the stuff that when the enemy you know, what the enemy means for evil, you promise will work 
for our good. Mm -hmm. And so there's actually nothing that we can go through in life where there isn't, I mean, and I, I think about like Jesus, right? And how the kingdom looks so opposite from what our human minds would think something should look like. So, I mean, you see Jesus on the cross, right? And all of humanity and even all of hell saw the cross and they thought that was like the biggest defeat mm -hmm. of the kingdom of all time. Like, oh, you know, yeah. this is like total and utter defeat. But it ended up being the greatest victory of all time and eternity, right? Mm. And so for us Christians, I mean, I can say for myself, what has looked like terrible defeat and failure and brokenness and brokenheartedness, God has always turned it around and actually used it as a platform for my promotion. My pain for the believer can, depending on how we navigate our hearts in that painful process with the Lord, yeah. can become a platform for our promotion. And that's been my story. I mean, some of the most um, impactful teachings and anointing that I walk in has directly come from some of the greatest pain that I've ever went through in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, the Speak Life Project, you know, I, I had two abortions before I, I knew the Lord. And then when I got saved and, you know, I'm mourning my children and realizing how I was deceived into making that decision. Now I have the, that pain has been made into a platform for me to invite other women who are post-abortive to come and share their stories so that they get freedom, they get healing, mm -hmm. and um, they get to be a part of the eventual complete abolition of abortion in our country, I believe. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. You know, um, so, but it was that pain that made that platform, right? Or my, my trauma teaching. I'm seeing so many uh, people get healing from complex PTSD. And it's because of all the garbage I went through in my life. And then that terrible season I went through where I couldn't function because of all the triggers until Jesus healed me. Mm -hmm. And so that's a word guys, like you can either allow the enemy to keep you a victim, or you can recognize that literally God is always working it together for your good. Mm -hmm. If you love him, and you are called according to his purpose, he will take what the enemy meant for harm and he will use it for your good. And then not just that, but for the good of the kingdom, he will multiply his victory through you into the lives of others. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much I want to say. Yo, really quick, I want to actually say something because it's funny that this is called Level Up because this the title of this episode and this article you know that you uh, this word you published or we published for you um that you post on your social media all that stuff um uh we i used to say engage your faith was like our slogan our kind of soft slogan um and a couple of months ago i was just spending some time with the lord and i heard the the, the words level up 
And so I was like, dude, we need to, that needs to be our new slogan. Mm. Like we need to put on shirts. So we do like hashtags right now. It's kind of like a soft whatever, but um, yeah. So it's just interesting that this is, I felt I felt like it was the right time to say that. Yes. <laughs> this is titled, Do it, man. Don't level up, you know. So, um, speaking of merch, I'm sure everybody's like merch, merch. Yeah, um, where's the larger fire team. merch? We're a small team. My goal is by the end of the year. So by the end of the year, we'll have some form of merch, and then hopefully it'll just build from there. Because I'm going to be employing my wife as an artist for some stuff mm -hmm. and all that cool cool stuff. So it's yeah. be great. That's awesome. Anyways, continue. Well. I bless you to level up. And it's funny when I got this word and the way, just the way that God like gave it to me, I was like, man, I know that Jeff is going to be so tickled by this. Oh yeah. So, um, I was excited to come on here and do it because it's like, you know, your show is like the perfect one to release it at. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So just going into that, you know, I, God really just began to tell me like, I don't play games with your life. Mm. honey like i don't play games with your life and i don't play games with the enemy i give the enemy no quarter meaning he has no room no room to try to influence you the only authority that the that the enemy has is what we give to him mm -hmm. right and you see all throughout scripture you know the israelites they went through stuff and then what did they do either they fell into unbelief or they grumbled and they complained because when you go through trauma um something that can happen is either you you become a victor or you become a victim and victims believe that they're owed something mm -hmm. right while a victor they know that you know nothing is uh they don't have the what do you call it entitlement they don't have mm -hmm. entitlement the way that a victim does um you know i know when i used to think like a victim it was like well because this happened to me i deserve this right right mm -hmm. um and so now instead i'm like no because really i deserved death <laughs> you know and instead i got jesus if yep. I look at anything crazy that happens in my life, I literally, that's the the scales that I hold it on is, okay, yeah, this situation, it it's not fun. It it sucks. This really hurts. This is yeah. this is not how I wanted this to be, right? And and I can even look at something and I can be like, you know what? I know that this is not God's perfect will for my life or for the lives of the people that are involved. Um, but I am because it didn't go how I wanted it to go does not mean that God owes me or anybody else owes me anything. Because on the other hand, there's the gospel, which mm -hmm. is the life that I live. Yeah. Right. And it is. Yeah. You know what? Praise the Lord that I get to have a life where I can even see things from heaven's perspective. Thank you, Lord, that I have a relationship with you that even when bad things come, even when I don't understand, I get an opportunity this side of heaven to worship you mm. in my brokenness. I'll never be able to do that on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. I ha I deserved death. And Jesus, you took my place. You became the victim so that I could wear the victor's crown. Yeah. And so that levels the playing field. So in order to level up, we have to know how to navigate our hearts in the disappointment and in the warfare, mm -hmm. you know? Well, and the thing that I actually want to point out too, just going back to 
how video games function. A lot of video games, there's a lot of open world games now where it's just like they give you a whole world to go and explore. And there's towns and cities here and there that you can come across and you can go to the weapon shops and you can get better weapons and armor. But any gamer knows that the best, the best weapons and armor are found out there in the in the tough places and mm-hmm. and allowing yourself you know embra- essentially embracing that reality like man i i'm telling you that's what I, I god speaks to me so much through video games it's crazy so um and it's it had opened some great doors to be able to talk to people too but so that's that let that be an encouragement again to people who are going through tough stuff right now i'm like that's where the that's where the best loot is. Like that's where the best weapons and armor. And yeah, it's unpleasant. And yet, but again, like how we make it through is by pressing into the Lord and allowing ourselves to be transformed in his presence, you know, but the best loot is found in the dungeons. It's found out, out in the, you know, fighting dragons and and all that good stuff. So. That is, yeah. And you're so right. It totally is. You know, we, and I think so many of us, because we're afraid of um, a failure, we're afraid of getting hurt. We will stay on the, you know, we'll we'll stay in the safe zone, right? Instead of challenging ourselves. Like, I mean, now when I go through opposition, like when I know that the Lord has given me a word and then I go to step out on that word and I experience warfare, I literally just start to laugh because I'm like, oh boy, this is, this right here is confirmation that I am exactly on God's, in in the center of God's perfect will for my life. Because when God releases a prophetic word, there is a process that we have to go through in order for our character to carry the glory that he wants to put on our lives on the next level. You know, he, uh, he actually spoke to me while you were talking and he said, um, he said, tell them that their battlefield will become their harvest field. Mm, That's good. That's really good. Write it down, people. Write it down. (laughs) Yes. And so, and that is so true. Um, You know, and then you'll, for, it's like, I know with me, sometimes, you know, the same way that the Israelites, when they came into agreement with an evil report and they had to circle that mountain for 40 years until, you know, all those that believe the evil report, they died off, right? Yeah. How many of us will get a word from the Lord about a promise, right? Something that he's calling us to, and then we'll get to the edge of it and we'll let fear and intimidation, you know, and doubt, which is evil, right? Because the proper response when we experience God's love for us is to say, I trust you, (laughs) you know, Um, back off of it. And then we end up having to circle around the same mountain and it's it's a cycle of corruption really that starts in our lives and i think many of us you know we don't understand why we might be going through the same cycle of you know brokenness the same cycle of disappointment the same cycle of like you know breakdown and dysfunction the same situations and relationships coming up right in our lives or the same kind of warfare mm-hmm. coming around in our lives it's because God wants us to recognize that, hey, I want to get you out of that cycle. I want to break that cycle of dysfunction. And I want you to enter into the thing that I promised you. Mm. 
So the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So in order to break the spirit of insanity off of our lives, that means that we have to recognize that there is a dysfunctional pattern that is happening and we have to be willing to do the exact opposite. Oftentimes it can, it can be dramatic and kind of even traumatizing, right? To say, I'm not circling this mountain again. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to break the cycle and I'm going to go in the opposite way. Really that's repentance. Mm. And so, um, if that's speaking to anybody and you're like, man, I don't know why I keep going through the same situation or the same warfare, it, it's because you have not entered into the promise. And that's actually one of my first keys to, to leveling up, you know, because really I have to say, you know, it's not about um, in this whole Christian experience, God is so much more concerned about our hearts and about our character because it's really not about what we do for him. It's about us understanding that we were made for him. Yeah. And it's about us coming into the image and the likeness of Christ so that when other people see us, they know what he looks like. Right. And so it's really about looking more like Jesus, who is the, the person of love, who is the perfect representation of the father. And um, so whenever I go through things, I've noticed, especially if I get a, a word from the Lord and I, you know, initially I'm super excited, I'm pumped. Right. And then I start stepping out in it and I start experiencing pushback or challenges. I'm like, oh, okay. So there's something in me that has to go through a process in order for me to be prepared for that thing that God called me to. Mm -hmm. And so I've actually learned that it's not necessarily about chronos time or about time, like how much time we spend in a, in a preparation period, yeah. but it, it's actually about um, how quickly we can come into agreement and surrender to the process that he's taking us through that will actually speed up the chronos time mm. of us in the process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, is that good? I hope that's yeah. speaking to somebody. No, that's great. One thing I wanted to um, make just as a side comment, you were talking about, um, you know, uh, even the Israelites uh, going around the mountain and then, you know, right, you know, we can get to that place where we're about ready to step into the next thing that God has us for after, after gaining all this experience and, and all these new abilities and strengths. Um, and then allowing fear to take over mm -hmm. or whatever, and then falling back into that circle. And that actually, it's interesting that we were talking about movies and how God speaks to movies. That image is actually displayed within, um, how characters develop and it's something they teach in film school how mm. how a character develops because they start here they go through all this life experience and they come back to that same point and they have the choice to move forward out of that cycle um and breaking the mold as a result of all the things that they've gained all the experience they've gained or they can slip back into that cycle 
And so it's actually that whole idea is actually presented within character development and how they teach character development. So really interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. And, you know, with God and time, um, it does not look the Hebrew understanding or really Yahweh's understanding of time is not linear like mm -hmm. what we you know, live by or whatever in the Western world, mm -hmm. it's actually circular. Mm -hmm. Everything goes in cycles and, and you can see that. And I'm actually, that's the next book that I'm going to write. It's about um, cycles and seasons and how to break, um, oh, break out of cycles of corruption, yeah. because that was my story. And, um, and so I've, learned that when I'm going through a process and I see myself in a cycle and this can literally, I've done it in my marriage. I mean, I've literally applied this to everything in my life. And I think that that is, it's a secret to real breakthrough and real transformation and stepping into the abundant life that Christ died to give us. Mm -hmm. But first we have to see where we're crazy, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah. I, I've learned to just ask God some questions. Yeah. And um, so when I'm going through it, some good questions that I suggest. And this is the second thing. Sorry, just really quick. How do I navigate my current level? Is that what you're kind of talking yes. about? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is um, so God, what do you want me to learn through this that will benefit my future? How can I partner with you, God, in this process in my life? Is there anything in me that either can I cannot take with me or is actually hindering me from my next level, right? And so that's where God starts getting at heart conditions, heart things. Um, and where can I grow in humility and self-sacrificing love to be more like you, Jesus? And so a lot of times he will show us um, like wounds in our hearts that are continuing to cause dysfunction in our relationships because everything in the kingdom is relational, mm -hmm. right? That's the new covenant is all relational. Yeah. And he's not, he's not going to properly promote a person that he can't trust his people with. Right. Um, and I mean, if you let God promote you, which, um, is really the only right way. And unfortunately, I believe when God, um, when we bypass that process, we get people who do not look, have the character of Christ that are operating in power because they believe what God says, um, but then end up hurting the body of Christ. And I, one thing that I've always prayed is God, please do not ever promote me or give me influence that my character cannot uphold to bring oh, you man. glory. Don't ever let me harm the bride, mm. you know? Um, and, and I'm serious about that because I know what it likes to, I know what it's like to be hurt um, by the church. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that's another thing, but, and then, so some keys to leveling up. So this is the third part is um pay attention to patterns so again if you're discovering that there is a pattern or a cycle um that continues to 
circle around in your life that cause you causes you to fall into the same sin or brings up the same bitterness or the same unforgiveness, then you need to go and you need to deal with the root. And that is very different for each person. And mm-hmm. God wants to speak to us personally about those things. Um, great example. Uh, I realized uh, years ago that I had this cycle happening with male leaders in my life specifically. And it was not just with male leaders, but it actually was something that I believed about God. So I was stuck in this cycle of performance. I felt like I had to be um, the most spiritual person in the room. Um, I had to prove that I was anointed. I uh, had this desperation to be seen by leadership and validated by leadership. Um, like, hey, look at me. I'm anointed. I can contribute. Like, mm-hmm. I want to help. I can do a lot of people right now. Yeah. And um, so I did that and I had that happening in my life. And I remember reading the Bible and seeing in scripture that it said self-promotion was a trap. And I'm like, whoa, I've always been an entrepreneur and that's what we do. We promote like our business. And so I didn't realize that in the kingdom, you know, the Jesus model was, hey, he would heal somebody and perform a miracle and say, don't tell anybody who I am. Don't, don't tell anybody who I am, right? Like, you know, go into your town and do this, but don't tell them who I am. Jesus did the opposite, right? And then somehow his fame spread throughout the land because in, by him not promoting himself, which is crazy, and it's the upside down kingdom. And so when I saw that and I would recognize like, God, I... This is this is an area of brokenness because I feel like I'm not seen. I feel like male leadership, um, you know, I have to go above and beyond to feel like I'm pleasing you. Or if I fall sh- short and I'm not the best Christian every day, then, you know, I failed and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, God, will you speak to me and will you show me like, why is it that I feel this way? Because I knew in my heart what the truth was, but I, I still felt prone to the sin that I would fall right. in. Yeah. And, and so um, I'm praying and the Lord takes me into this vision from when I was a kid. And I mean, I was like a little kid, like in kin- or first grade. And I had, uh, I was, you have to understand, I was a really slow learner. I did not learn how to really read until I was almost in middle school. Mm. Um, and, or read and comprehend, I should say, um, I struggled with math terribly. Uh, I had trauma and ADHD. And so I was all over the place and Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't belong no matter where I was. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I was really good at was art and creating. And so I had drawn this picture out of a a book that we had done and my teacher in first grade saw it and she was, she thought I had copied it because it was such a good picture. And I told her the truth that I had not copied it. She made a huge deal of it. She called my mom. She said, you know, you need to cultivate your daughter's art gift. She's, she's got a gift in this and um, it could really be something amazing in her life. If you 
you know, train her well or steward this well. So I get home from school with my picture and I'm feeling for the first time that I had done something special, that I was special enough to be noticed. Mm -hmm. And my mom is telling my dad, my dad's tired from work and, you know, he's in and she's like, oh, you know, dad, you've got to, you got to see what Krista did. Her teacher even called me and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, show him, honey, show him. And so I take him my picture and I put it on the table in front of him and I watch my dad and I know that he did not mean to affect, affect me this way, but he looked, he picked up the TV remote and he turned the TV on and, you know, and he lit a cigarette and he never looked at me or looked at my picture. And he said, yeah, that's nice, honey. Now get out of my smoke. Mm. And in that moment, the enemy hit me with a lie that was like, your dad doesn't see you. And, you know, whatever you've done that has made you feel special is not worthy of his attention. And that progressed and to this cycle where all throughout my life, I would find myself in situations with male authority figures Mm -hmm. and in my relationship with God, where I would go above and beyond in order for them to see me because I had this need to know that I was special. And every human needs that. We That's yep. a basic human need is to be mm-hmm. seen and to be known and to know that you are special and that you're right. important. You that know? you matter. Yeah. That I matter. Mm-hmm. And when the Lord showed me that, I was like, oh, that's why. And like, it totally made so much sense to me. And I said, okay, so daddy, God, will you tell me the truth? What is the truth here? You know, like if that's the lie, will you help me replace it with the truth? And I went into this vision where I saw the fiery eye of God and it was just his huge eyes. And I'm looking at myself at my reflection in his pupil and his pupil expands when he looks at me. Mm. And I said, Whoa, why'd you do that? And he said, because when I look at you, I like what I see. Mm. I'm attracted to what I see in you. And then he didn't blink. And I said, don't you blink, (laughs) you know? And instead he said, no, he said, I never I will never take my eyes off of you. And then all of a sudden, all these scriptures that I had read, but they never quite hit me in the heart were, um, you know, I, he, God is the God who never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's constantly looking over his beloved. The Lord, um, eyes uh, go throughout the earth looking for even one of his worshipers, right? Or his eyes search for a man who will stand in the gap. Like, and so he just started showing me all these scriptures about God's eyes and how God never takes our eyes, his eyes off of us, how he, we constantly have his undivided attention. And how when he looks at us, not only does he love us, but he really likes what he sees in mm-hmm. us because he sees himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. instantly that root of rejection was plugged up out of my heart. And I walked away from that totally set free from the desire to ever need to be seen by a man wow, um, to receive or a person to receive validation. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And so that that's just one example of like recognizing a pattern and saying, okay, cognitively, I know that this is not, this is not right. This is not righteous. It's not in your word. So God, will you go show me the root? Will you, will you take me back to where this thing was planted? And then will you show me the truth? Mm. And that's how we get true heart change, true repentance. And um, there's lots of stuff that I do. And I've even thought, you know, in in my day-to-day life, right? Because I, I, I believe, honestly, you know, we talk about promotion in the body of Christ, but then if you want to be the person that God uses in a big way, are you willing to do, you know, little things for him Ooh, yeah. without ever receiving recognition? Right. And, and it could be quite a, it could be several things that no one will ever see or know about. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would and, say that's a guarantee actually. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the things God told me to do um, was to take my grocery cart back to the, to the carousel or to the stand. And I was like, why God, like these, these people are paid to do that. Isn't there that their job? And he said, it's, it's not about who's being paid for it. It's about, I asked you, so will Mm. you please do this? Yeah. And go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead and say, I was going to say, it's interesting how you can, um, life experience can also change how you do that. Like for me, I worked at Trader Joe's for seven years. I was at, I, I was at, checker in addition i mean at trader joe's you do everything so you go you're a courtesy clerk you're a cashier you're a stalker you're you take in uh, the um the shipments all that stuff and so for me like i have to bag my groceries especially when i can i I can always see it on the 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 cashier where they're just like stressed and i'm like i'm I'm gonna bag you me tag team we're gonna do it give me all give me your best Get, get, come at me as quick as you can, you know, like I do it as like Aww. a race, you know, Yeah. and then all, yeah, I grab, I grab carts and all that stuff. So it's interesting how life experience can do that too, where if you've come from a place and then, you know, um, yeah. So, so that was just a, a side, side thing. Yeah. And then ultimately, you know, it's funny because helping somebody bag your, your groceries, right. Or taking your cart back to, you know, the carousel, we might not realize it, but that's fulfilling the law of love Hmm. because, you know, we're saying, okay, I will sacrifice my convenience. Right. And I will take this to this spot because I know that when the guy that comes to get the cards is going through and trying to do his job, he's just, you know, at least for me, my cart is going to be in an easy place for him to get and push inside mm-hmm. rather than have to walk all over the place and exert himself. Like, so yeah. do unto others as you would yeah, have good. done unto you. Yeah. And so we, we might not think about it, but that, that really does fulfill the law of love. So what mm-hmm. are you doing and how, how, and that, that's maturing, right? Like the, the mark of a mature believer is love. And, and the Bible says that. Like the mark of maturity is love. And so, and in love, honestly, however much you love is what gives you the most authority. So like prophets, true prophets only have as much authority 
to release a word of judgment as they equally have love for the people that that judgment is going to affect. Good. It's really good. Right? Otherwise, it's not coming through the right filter. Mm-hmm. You know, like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. Well, and I would imagine, too, if it's not coming through the correct filter, then that allows for bitterness and judgment to come in, and even come through in your voice and what you're saying and how you're saying it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and that's the other thing. Like, God is not, he is not at war with humanity. He is at war with principalities, world rulers, wicked spirits, you know, in heavenly places that influence the minds and the belief systems of the people that he came to save. Hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and and so like when you know that, like now, you know, when I have somebody um, do something that really hurts me, like say they slander me or, you know, I just went mm-hmm. through a whole situation with that. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, there is a different kind of pity. And like, yeah, I mean, really like a different kind of God, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't even mm-hmm. know what spirit they're operating in when they come into agreement with these kind of things. They don't even see that they're causing divisions in the body of Christ and and that there are curses that God, the only time that you say that a man is accursed in the New Testament is if he causes this within yeah. the church and like God, they don't even see this they don't understand that what is actually coming on their lives and and the dysfunction that they're living and they've brought upon themselves you know god please and and so then you can intercede and with a whole new level of um you know of mercy right of mercy and compassion and i want to say something really quick okay i krista you and i talk a lot you know, I'm really good friends with you and and your husband, David. We talk a lot. I have never, this woman practices what she preaches, you guys. Like, because when you're behind closed doors, you get a little bit more comfortable. You know, you're not, you're not talking to thousands of people. You're talking to two people. And there's a different dynamic that comes. You're a little bit more relaxed, more comfortable. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, I've never once heard you speak bad about somebody, ever. You, you bless those who curse you uh, a thousand times out of a thousand times. I've never once heard you say anything bad in, in malice or anything like that. Okay. So I just want to say that out just so, for the record for people I've never once heard you speak bad about anybody. So Thank you. I don't hang I, out with people like that. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, and you can tell when things come from a bitter heart. Yeah. Like for me, I don't know. Like God just gave me this understanding that, you know, he wants us to be one and we're mm-hmm. his kids. And the Bible says that we're, we have one Lord and father, um, through Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, if that's the case, God took me, you know, like when you look at like DNA, right? Like when you have a child with somebody, their DNA matches the very substance that you and the father is made of. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the body of Christ, we don't see that, but 
you know, siblings, even siblings, like my kids, they have the same DNA. The very fabric of what they're made of is the same material, right? They're different people, but it's the same material. And so when your kids fight, it hurts the parents because it's like, you guys, you're you're the, you're tearing each other apart literally like when you turn on you know your your sister or you turn on your brother you're actually turning on yourself you're made of the same thing right like this is this that's what god was saying when he was talking about i jesus said in john 17 i pray that they would be one right that that we would understand that we are on we are made of the same thing we have we carry in us one blood that has been re redeemed by the blood of jesus christ the blood of jesus now proclaims a better word and we are god's kids and so i and the other thing too is that, that it is very much a biblical principle and we see it all throughout the old testament and all throughout the new testament that if there is sin in the camp right then the entire camp suffers the consequences of that sin, mm -hmm. right? We So if my brother or sister, who I legitimately know is saved and has a relationship with Jesus Christ, I should be very concerned about helping them walk in holiness, helping them discover how loved by God they are mm -hmm. so that they can be everything that God ordained for them to be and i should be invested in their success because their success is my success and if they don't succeed then that means that in a way i do not succeed so we need and that is the the spirit of competition that has infiltrated the body of christ that is a that is an orphan spirit if you are constantly comparing yourself to others and you are in competition with your brother and sister, if you can't celebrate, look, like it, so there was a thing that happened at a meeting uh, recently and I was ministering in the same place and I was like, man, God, that was such a cool miracle. Like, I want to see manifestations like yeah. that in my meetings, you know? And in that moment, like I had this, I had a choice to either be jealous, like, you know, man, why don't I see God move like that? What do I need to do to get God to move like that in my meetings? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or I could be like, oh my gosh, that is so amazing. God, you did that for those people. Thank you, Lord. Like, yes, hallelujah. Like you did this for them. Right. And if you did it for them, you'll do it for me. Yeah. You know, like, and, and cheering them on, rooting them on, being excited. Because if they when then i win and god yeah. knows what we each need specifically yeah well and then to kind of go back to the video game thing too if if i'm looking at somebody else and they're like at a high a high level right say i'm like level 10 and they're like 90 right and mm -hmm. i see them and they're decked out and all this awesome armor and they're doing this like crazy awesome stuff for me to then go I'm going to do what they do because that's the only right way to do it dude you're going to get wasted like yeah like that like one we call it like a one hit kill like just one hit boom you're gone um and it's because the person put in the work right they put in the they 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 uh they slayed the rat and then the wolf and then the goblin and then the troll and then the you know it's like it, it, it it's this progression so it's like looking into that and going okay 
that's how they did it, right? This minister or this person as his ministry, whatever it is, they put in the work and, and, and mm -hmm. God, well, look what you're doing because they, they were, they, they found contentment in the secret place. They found contentment mm -hmm. in not being seen for a season and they just pressed in. If I press in, if we press in, there's a guarantee that God is going to make us stronger, that he's going to bless our work, that he's going to open doors. If we press into him, not if we're sitting there looking at somebody else the whole time, it's like driving, right? And looking like this the whole time, like, like not even watching the road. You're just comparing yourself to the person next to you. And you're like, oh, well, they're look how straight they're driving. Look at, they're not hitting anything. You know, it's right. like, you're just asking for, you're asking for an accident. And the same thing happens when we're sitting there comparing ourselves to other people mm -hmm. and not finding contentment where we're at, but comparing yourself to someone else, you're just asking for an accident. Yeah, Jeff, that's so good. The Lord actually told me that comparison is, a, is uh, one of the major tactics of an antichrist spirit because it's saying to God, essentially, I don't value the image of Christ that you created me to carry wow. um, and display in the earth. I don't like God the way that you created me. And so um, I'm going to compare myself as if I am less than the image of Christ in me is less than uh, what is in this other person. And, and it is totally anti-Christ. And, um, because it, it hates, it hates the image of God. So anywhere you loathe yourself or you look down on yourself, you need to come out of agreement with an antichrist yeah. spirit. God intentionally made each one of us extremely unique because we each have a place in the body of Christ that no one else can fill. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I remember um, when God was giving me these words about being a revivalist and um, seeing, you know, thousands of people come to Jesus. And so I sir, I was researching like um, the old revivalists, like Catherine Kuhlman and Mariah Woodworth Etter and uh, Amy Simple McPherson. And I, I was like, oh, man, I would love to have her mantle. You know, I'd love to have Catherine Kuhlman's mantle. And the Lord straight up rebuked me. And he said, I already had a Catherine. I don't want another Catherine. I want a Krista. Yeah, come on. And I'm like, whoo, I feel the Holy Ghost on oh, that. And that's, so yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And so if you're like, man, I want to have, you know, Krista's mantle or I want Jeff's mantle or I want it is a one size fits you. <laughs> okay. Like tailor made, man. Yes, it's tailor made. That's it's Joseph's coat of many colors that was made specifically for Joseph, not for his brothers to wear, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have a mantle that God has fit just right for you. And if you don't wear that, you don't walk that out, then the world is missing out on a gift that God gave it. It's it's a calling only you have. And so I bless you to be you. I think that that is one of the most um, preyed upon ta like tactics of the enemy is to get us to dislike ourselves or to get us to hold ourselves back from being fully who we are. And, um, you know, I have people tell me all the time, like, you know, Krista, I want your mantle or I just, I just, you know, and I'm like, man, you don't look, this thing fits me because you, and you don't know what I had to walk through 
to be able to carry this, right? Mm. Like I think of King David and how Saul, you know, he's just a little boy going up to face Goliath and Saul tried to put his armor yeah, on David. The same face, thing. But David was like, no, this doesn't fit me. Yeah, this it looked like right. probably like a, a kid putting on his dad's suit jacket. <laughs> right. And, and if you think about it, and this is what I see when I read that story, is that David's mantle in the spirit was boss. Well, dude, like, like, look at like even like the the type of guy that Saul ended up being like when they're like, "Where's Saul?" and he's like hiding from them, you know? Yeah, they're like, dude, you're the king, man. Like, and he's like, you know, right? And so, people. but anybody else who did not know what they had on and what they were carrying in the spirit, like David knew that he had, would actually think that Saul's armor was going to benefit them. Yeah, you know. And, and you can't do that guys. You cannot do that. Like you need to, you need to be going to the Lord. And you know, if you've got big prophetic words over your life and you're like, okay, God, like this is the word you gave me. And obviously I'm not seeing it right now. Will you, you know, what is the next step? What is the next thing? What can I take? What can't I take to the next level? Right? So everybody, you know, knows that I, became Facebook famous or whatever through that one running video that I did, the no one left behind. The Hot right? Mess Express. Yes, the Hot yeah. Mess Express. <laughs> That's the video that God used to fulfill the prophetic promises in my life that he was going to send me to the nations to baptize them in the Father's love and to demonstrate um, the power of the Holy Spirit working through the bride of Christ. Okay. That video, everybody sees what like that 11 minute video, millions, seven, 16, 17 million people. It's been translated into all these languages. So Everyone nice. sees that video, <laughs> but they don't, so, but they don't see the 10 years. And even before that, because I'd been pre being prepared for that from my mother's womb. Mm. Right. But they don't see the intense warfare and the intense dying to myself and the years of hiding in the prayer closet and then going out into the marketplace to love unlovable people or the, the failures, the disappointments. Then that when I, when I literally lo lost my mother to cancer, after I stood in the gap, believing for healing for her and caught her last tear on the day that the moment that she passed away and how after that, I said, God protect my heart so that I, I never stop pursuing the greater works of the gospel. And I continued to go out and pray for the sick, even though I had lost my own mom. They don't see the warfare. They don't see the friends that slandered me and tried to destroy my ministry from the inside out. And instead I blessed them and I loved them and I celebrated them when they had their yeah. victories. See the years of preparation that came to that moment, literally just the week before that video happened, I'm walking down the road and I'm saying, God, I literally, I literally said this. I said, Jesus, I love you and you are enough for me. Mm. And I said, I know that you've given me this promise and I've not seen it yet, but I want you to know I'm totally satisfied with just you. But will you tell me what is the next thing that I can do to fulfill the destiny that you have for my life? 
And then the following week, well, then I heard the Lord say, he asked me a question. He said, are you willing to be despised for my namesake? Hmm. And I said, if it was good enough for you, it's good enough for me. Jesus, you were despised by men and hung on a cross naked for me, of course, of course. And, you know, that video, I got, I got death threats. My family got death threats, you know, just crazy, crazy stuff. You know, people that didn't even know me saying crazy things about me. And I had to have a character that was going to be able to uphold that without cursing people. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's all the things behind the scenes that the world does not see when you get to that place of promotion. Yeah. And, you know, actually everything in my life, um, for me personally, everywhere that God has really commanded a blessing in my life, it's because that has also been an area of extreme brokenness and extreme pain. Mm. And so when I'm promoted and you know, and I think that that is true for many people. I, I really do believe that's true for many people. And so when I see somebody else be promoted and, you know, I'm despising them in my heart, I'm, I'm failing to recognize that the areas of brokenness that they have come out of and that they've surrendered to Jesus to give so that they were given the great exchange, the beauty for ashes, the joy for mourning, the praise for heaviness. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've got to remember that and we've got to be willing to go through those low places and count it all joy in order for us to navigate our, our current level and ultimately our future purpose and destiny. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think that, Mirroring anybody else or imitating anybody else's trials because you think that that's going to yield you some kind of result. Oh, I didn't. Well, I didn't. I wasn't a drug addict, so I can't do this. You know, or I can't. I can't. God can't do this with me now. Or like, is a silly kind of thought. And people do have those thoughts. Like, I've mm -hmm. talked to people where they're like, oh, I, I didn't do that, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. I'm like, you don't want somebody else's trials. Like, mm -mm. just like how having. Uh, armor that is fitted tailor-made to you like it, it's it's a result of those trials you go through and they, they're unique to you and i think that um the the world doesn't need more jeff's and it doesn't need more krista's it needs it needs harmony i saw harmony yeah i was gonna say it yeah. needs, no, it's harmony. It needs like harmony it needs Car carissa it needs arnaldo it needs Eve, Emily, it needs Rachel, yes. Facebook user, whoever you are, just says Facebook user, <laughs> you know, like it needs, it needs, it needs you. And, mm. um, if you're dealing with, um, not feeling like not feeling seen, like God sees you and, and that's what matters. And it's like, we all come to that point of revelation. Everybody that I have on this show, like who's doing amazing things for the Lord. It's, it's the same. It's, it's just that revelation of that who God sees us as and that recognition of our identity in, is rooted in Christ. And, mm -hmm. and I always go back to, there's a, a Psalm, Psalm 139. It says, how precious to me are your thoughts concerning me. Or if I were to count them, they'd outnumber the grains of sand. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, man. Like it just that revelation, like God, God thinks about me. God thinks about you, Krista. He thinks about all these viewers individually and his eyes are just affixed on us. And it's like, 
the, the, the waves of revelation that come from that, it's just like, it gets better and better. Yeah. Um, that, but that, re- that realization, like, man, like God, God thinks about me. Like he loves me. He cares about me. Oh man. It's so good. I know. Like I was actually, when I think about that Psalm and particularly, like it always gets me emotional. Like I'm emotional right now (laughs) because it's, it is, you know, and if you feel like, you know, no one cares about you, you know, you feel alone, like he sees you. I mean, and it, and I think it's in that Psalm, it says you've, you've counted my tears or you collect my tears and you record my days in your book. Like, he he has counted each one of your tears mm. not just the hairs on your head not only does he think about you the, the thoughts that he has towards you are good thoughts that outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore but he remembers every time your heart is broken mm. you know um he remembers and and that all goes back to you know, I'm so convinced if you want to know what your prophetic destiny is, go look at the the theme, the overarching story of your life and what has been the issue of your life, what has been the biggest pain point of your life, right? Because wherever that is, that is where God commands the blessing, right? Like my whole thing my message is love. The issue of my life is that no one has ever loved me like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when I encountered his love, that is when everything changed. And I became so full that no matter how anybody treats me, no matter how anybody speaks about me, no matter what anybody does to me, I have this incredible opportunity to be able to show them the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Mm. And that is supernatural love. You know, the, the verse, um, I think it's in, it's in Ephesians. It says that, and he will do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask, think, or imagine according to, uh, the power of God through us. That verse is actually not about your dreams coming true. It's not about you getting a new house. That's not about getting a nice car. That's not about you um, having a big platform, you know, or having a stocked, you know, 401k. That's not what that verse is about. That's It's not about those kind of dreams or imaginations. That verse, guys, is actually about the supernatural power to love an unlovable world because Jesus loved you. That is dudamus power. It dudamus power or dynamite, it's the the power of the Holy Spirit that fills us is actually um it, another word for that is excellency of soul. So mm-hmm. to have the same mind, the same will and the same kind of emotions that Jesus has for a broken world that when the world is hanging you naked on a cross and cursing you and gambling over your clothes and they've ripped your beard out and slandered your name and all you've ever done is love them, you can cry out, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Mm. That It's that kind of sacrificial love that is supernatural, that displays to the lost who God is, because mm. you don't see that in the world. 
And then to count it all joy, to count it all joy. I mean, I think some of the most powerful moments of marketplace evangelism that I've experienced have happened when a person has metaphorically hit me across the face and I've turned the other cheek. And when they asked me what was wrong with me, I, I said, I love Jesus and Jesus loves you. And I have no right to hold this against you. Mm. And they, they literally do not know what to do with it, you know, or give a really bad waitress or server a tip that's three times your normal bill. And when they come back to your table and they know that they did a sucky job taking care of you and they go, I don't deserve this. I can't take this. Then tell them, yeah, well, you know, the grace of God is free. Like Jesus sees you and he loves you. And yeah, we don't deserve it. But he said, he told me to give this to you because he loves you. It's not about performance. It's about, it's about what he's already done for us on the cross. That's right. So that really, and that, that is at the core of this message. You know, you want to receive the victor's crown, then whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whenever, you know, the victor's crown means oftentimes we have to carry a crown of thorns, mm-hmm. you know, and um, worship is your warfare. It is the most powerful weapon that a believer has in our arsenal is to worship through the heartache, worship through the pressing, you know, find the silver lining in every battle and know that no matter what we go through, God has already promised us the spoils of war. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, um, and I think too, just an encouragement to people like we were talking about to, to press into the Lord in your circumstances mm-hmm. uh, like is so crucial. And um, I don't know, I feel like I, I bring this up a lot lately uh, within the past couple of months of just the how crucial it is to spend time in his presence. And it's like, that's man, that's all, 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 all solutions are found in his presence because the things that you thought were a big deal suddenly aren't a big deal. And the things that are a big deal, God provides those solutions, mm-hmm. but um, I just I, I I think one reason why I keep bringing it up is I got that revelation after years of trying to do it my way, uh, even when I didn't realize I was, um, and and thinking I was alone in it, and and thinking that I had to come up with the solution, and uh, um, and so yeah, I just it's. Like whatever it is, like seeking, pressing into the Lord in your circumstances, that's how you get the XP, the experience mm-hmm. to level up. Right. That unlock new sweet abilities, like being able to block arrows with your shield and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the, you know, yeah, the next time you encounter warfare, it's it literally bounces off of you, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm so great. Like there are... I've noticed that in my own life that like all these certain attacks will come up and I'm just like, Oh, you know, and they just like bounce mm-hmm. off because I've gotten to a place where I'm secure in my faith there. And I don't have any agreement with the enemy in that area regarding mm-hmm. my life. And, um, 
you know, and that's, that's really what it is. I mean, leveling up is, is learning to lean into the father's love and come out of agreement with the lies that we believe about ourselves, about our relationship with him and about the world around us. Yeah. You know? So yeah, you guys just, um, Jesus loves you, man. <laughs> he loves you. I mean, honestly, I, I just, I even feel, and usually I don't, I don't know if I've ever prayed this before for anybody, but you know, when I encountered God's love and it's not a secret, my husband will tell you this story too. My marriage was really jacked up. David was still in his process of, you know, uh, sanctification. He was very self-centered. Um, my family has never been really strong and healthy, you know, um, and I've not had for a long time. And in that season, really, I didn't, I didn't have any good friends. Like, you know, most people, they go through like school and they'll have like best friends from the time that they're little. I didn't have anybody like that. Mm. I was so well loved by Jesus that it literally did not matter. Like nobody else mattered, no matter the mean things that my husband said to me or the fact that I didn't have anybody to call and check on me or, you know, whatever it was, I had Jesus and, you know, he is enough. And I, and I just bless everybody that no matter what your life looks like, no matter what kind of trial that you're going through, you know, I bless you to know that Jesus is enough, that his love for you is enough. Not just is it enough, but it's more than enough. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And the other thing, and I, I say this frequently, is that, you know, there were, I went from this place in like prayer of petitioning, right? Where like, I would go before the Lord and I would say, God, this is what I need, or this is what I want you to do or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I didn't see a whole lot of breakthrough and those things actually happening. When I shifted my time with the Lord, my prayer time into spending the majority of it in worship and then the rest of it into just being with him out of devotion and out of a desire to just be with him. All of a sudden, the longings of my heart and the things that I needed that I would have normally petitioned about all of a sudden started coming into my life. Hmm. And that is because, I mean, Jesus told us, he said, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Right? And so do I believe that there are times where, yes, we should ask for prayer for certain things, and, you know, especially if we need a breakthrough in something, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, you know, my husband he says all the time, like, God's not your genie. You know, a lot of times our the things that our list of things that we want, like we don't necessarily need God 
for those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like there, there are deeper things that we need Jesus for, you know, and, um, and that's, it, it's all about our inner man. It's not about the external stuff. It's all about the deep needs of, of, you know, deep cries out to deep, the inner, the inner man. And so guys, I just want to bless you with that, yeah. that, you know, if you're in this season and like, you you're you've been experiencing the warfare you've been experiencing you know these same patterns you know this is an opportunity for you guys to really repent and that means turn away from the way that you have always done things and away from you know your sin and turn back to god you know turn to him and say hey you know what this is an area in my thinking that is broken this is a lie that i believe will you help me come out of agreement with the lie and when you realize what that lie is, the Holy Spirit's going to bring that up to you. Then all you have to do is renounce it. And that literally, it's a legal term. It means come out of agreement with it. And, and I do that often. Um, you know, Lord, I just, I renounce every lying spirit that, you know, told me that I wasn't good enough or told me that I'm always going to be alone or told me that I'm not special or I don't deserve attention or recognition. I come out of agreement with those things. I forgive the people that uh, caused me to believe those things about myself. I release them. I bless them. And I call this issue finished in Jesus name. And then I dig into the areas of renewing my mind and with scripture, we have to be balanced in scripture. Oh yeah. We have to, otherwise you'll get weird and kooky. Like, right. <laughs> it's uh, true, man. It, it is so true. And you can, your theology cannot be based on a prophet's spiritual encounters. Your theology has to be founded on the word of God. Preach it. So, I mean, like, I love the prophetic voices. Okay. I am one. But please. Do not base your theology on encounters that I share. I share encounters to increase your faith so that you know that you can have that same intimacy with God that I have, and you can experience similar things with him in your own relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Not because I want you to build a doctrine on, on an encounter that I had. Right. Yeah. The word is the benchmark. That's that, that's where it, it all comes from. And, and the only reason why you have encounters like that is because of that is because you use the word as your, as your foundation. And right. so I always tell people, look, God is it. God, God has, because he's infinite has infinite facets to who he is. So it's possible that because he's infinite, there's no way that he's going to be able to category, you know, category, like, you know, what I'm trying to say the word I'm trying to say, everybody catalog, um, every possible encounter you could have with him in here because he's infinite. This is, this is, we, this is, it's not infinite. Okay. You guys are catching what I'm saying. So, but I would never, I've had experiences with God. I would never build a doctrine off of those experiences, just like Krista's saying. Um, I think it's really important. 
Yeah. So I just saw a comment over here and I felt like the Lord highlighted it. So Carissa Joy, you said, I keep telling him that he sees, sees my needs, but then I wrestle so deeply to trust his heart and believe he'll come through. Lots to be healed in this heart while I stand on his word, which never fails. So I'm going to give you a hack on how to press through that. Are you ready? I hope you're all taking notes. So faith works by love. Okay. And the opposite of love is fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. When faith and trust, the words are synonymous. They mean the same thing. So if, and the word trust or faith in the Bible, like biblically, it means to rely on, to adhere to, and to respond with. Okay. So if you are struggling or you're wrestling or you're experiencing fear of not having your needs met, for example, but you know what the word of God says and you know that he has in the past, he's always come through for you. What you need in order to increase your faith and increase your ability to trust God is not necessarily standing on the word anymore. It's going to the truth in the word that is all the root of the word. The whole Bible is a love story. It's going back to God and saying, God, how do you love me? Will you reveal your love for me? Because your love for me will cause me to trust you and therefore cast out all fear. This is why when we go to God in prayer, that even Jesus set the mark for us and, you know, in the, the father's prayer to, or, uh, to pray or to worship first. He said, uh, father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Jesus showed them he's, he set it the tone with worship first, because when we turn our eyes to the problem solver and away from the problem, we can then begin to receive downloads about our next steps. If he wants to do that, or it turns our heart from away from the worry. If worry and meditation are the same thing, if you are experiencing worry, then that is essentially meditating it's fear is to satan what faith is to god is what i'm saying so worrying is to satan what worship and meditation is to god mm-hmm. okay so and and look our brains are wired for stuff and so that means that we have to be intentional about capturing those thoughts We take every thought captive and we force it to the obedience of Christ. That is not a a passive phrase. That is, I'm grabbing this thing Mm -hmm. and I'm forcing it to come under the submission of the word of God and Christ and what I know he, he is to me, which is he is my savior. He is the lover of my soul. He is the king victorious over my life, the God strong and mighty in battle. And any thought that tries to rise itself against the knowledge of Christ in my life, I have to, gra- I have to acknowledge that it's there first. And I have to say, Oop, that's a lie. And I have to grab it. And then I have to say, this is, I choose 
to instead believe this. And God, will you reveal your love to me? Will you reveal your love? Renew my mind by your love. Remind me of how much you love me. Will you display your love for me in this? And then will you work this out for me? I trust you or I release this to you. Anytime that we're scared, um, uh, I've noticed that anytime I'm afraid of God not doing something, it's because um, I'm either afraid of losing something that I have or I'm afraid of not getting something that I want. Hmm. And that is a perfect opportunity for me to just simply surrender it all to God and say, you know what, Lord, you are the God that gives and you're the God that takes away. And we can't look at things from a temporal perspective. We have to look from an eternal perspective. Yeah, that's right. I know we've gone for a really long time, but no, it's all good. The anointing came on me, guys. Yeah, no, that's just, that's, <laughs> I'm all about that. So, um, well, why don't you go ahead and, uh, Chris, just, I don't know, it's a ministry time. Pray for people, you know, as you feel led, I think. Um, yeah. There's Thank you, Father. some people that need a touch from the Lord right now. That's for sure. Yeah. I just keep feeling that like, that God just wants to like physically touch people. Like he mm. just wants to like, literally like he wants to touch you. Like I, I see Holy spirit just coming and giving people a hug mm. and you know, there's all sorts of things that I could pray for. We could petition God about, you know, there's a list of things, but when you know that God is with you and that he's for you, then who can be against you? Right. And so I just feel like there's so many people that just need to know that he's right there with you. Mm. And so Holy spirit, I just, I love you. We love you. Daddy, mm. God, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Mm. And we just thank you for this promise that, you know, Jesus, you tore yourself apart on the cross so that you never had to tear yourself away from us. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence here with us to confirm that what I say is from you and not from me. And so Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would confirm the words that I speak, that you would reveal Jesus, that you would reveal the heart of the Father. Mm -hmm. Ooh, wow. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, and just, just receive, guys. I just, I, f I feel him giving me a big hug. And, and what I mean by that is I just felt like it's it's almost like a, a weighty, like a heaviness that comes on your shoulders. And then this tingly, warm sensation that falls from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And this heavy piece, you know, like almost like, you know, um, like a weighted blanket that one of the words for God's glory is kavod. And that means weighty. So the weighty presence, you know, just like daddy's big, strong, muscly arms comes upon us, you know, wrapping us in his embrace, pulling us into his heart. 
And I just feel, whew, I keep feeling this sensation on, on my head. And I feel like he's, he's just kissing your head and he's literally, he's rewiring your thoughts right now. He's breaking off, um, the lies And he's, I just see like just this ring of fire, like a crown of, of fire that, that he's putting on heads right now to renew your thoughts and to change the way that you think. And in this verse that keeps coming to me, uh, those who keep their thoughts fixed on him will be kept in perfect peace. And so if that's you, where you have just, there's been chaos and confusion and just this fog of war over your mind and over your heart, God is just burning all of that away. And he's giving you his peace in exchange. I even believe that he's healing trauma. And I specifically see, um, you know, the separation mindset that, uh, you know, the wavering between two opinions, like, is he going to show up for me or isn't he going to show up for me? Does he love me or doesn't he love me? You know, God loves you. When I look, when my child is hungry, I get that boy something to eat. You know, when my child is in need, as a mother, I could not, even my 18-year-old daughter, you know, when she moves out on her own and she is struggling to pay her rent, if that ever happens, as a mother who loves their child, I would be compelled to action to provide. So it is the same way with your daddy God. Mm. What do you got, Jeff? Um, I saw um, I saw these like uh, it was like wheat wheat field or something like a wheat field. Um, you're gonna know the person that this is for is gonna know uh, what it is. But I saw I saw you running as a little girl like through this field, um, and then I saw God enter in because I see things like movie like movies. So I saw him enter in from the left side of the frame, the picture chasing after and it was just playful it was fun and 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 someone you're an, you're an adult now and you've become kind of bound by rules or um uh just duty and god is telling you that he wants to meet you back in that field um uh, because it's a, it's something you used to do as a kid and you loved it and it was just you were free and and god is God is saying he wants to meet you back out in that field. Um, so like I said, the person who's this for is going to know. Um, and then the other thing was I got, um, there's a woman named Carol. God wants you to know that he delights in you. Like he loves you, Carol. Like mm -hmm. he, I mean, he loves you. He's crazy about you. And you need to abandon the voice that says, no, I'm outside of God's love. No, I'm outside of, I'm unlovable. God says you are lovable and he delights in you. 
So you need to just accept that because God is absolutely crazy about you. Shoo, I felt that one. Mm. <laughs> I felt his love like hit my face mm. when he said that. That's like arrows. I just pray that hits her right in the heart. He loves you and he sees you. Mm. And he likes what he sees, Carol. And then I also just felt um, this word too uh, for, I feel that there are going to be a f quite a few, this is like a corporate word, um, where you know, like there is something huge in you, like this huge kingdom seed. It's this giant eternal purpose, this destiny that God has placed on the inside of your belly. And it's like fire shut up in your bones and and it's like you you know what god is calling you to but it seems like your circumstances it's not what you're walking in right like what you're walking in right now is not the promise that you know god has given you and it can be frustrating and you know, there have been times where you have felt like, oh, if just this person sees me or if I can just do this or if, you know, I just get this or that, you know, then it's my promotion time too. It's my promotion time too. And the Lord is telling you, stop. Hmm. I know the time that I have set aside for you to be promoted. And in this season right now, I have you hidden. And I have you hidden for your own sake. Oh, man. Yeah. You are. Oh, I feel the glory. You are hidden for your own sake because you are still in a process of preparation for your purpose. And if I were to promote you now, it would be a premature birth. Mm. And look, if it's too premature, that turns into an abortion, guys. Ooh. Wow. Do not seek to be seen or promoted before your time. In fact, if you feel like you have to be seen by somebody, then you're you're not ready. You're not ready because the approval or the rejection of men will destroy you. Oh. <laughs> it's hard enough. It's hard enough being ready for it. And yes. God's things you're ready for. It's hard enough. Like you get chewed up and spat out. I don't care if it takes five years. I don't take it like, like don't rush those things, man. Yeah, don't. Absolutely do not. And here's the thing. It's been my experience that by the time that I get to the place where I'm prepared enough to walk in that promise, I don't even want it anymore. Mm. <laughs> Like, I really don't like, it's like, okay, Jesus, like I relent. I don't even, it's, it's literally like he will rip it from your hands mm. until you're ready to walk with it. And so don't, don't fight with him over it, you know, release all of it to him and say, okay, dad, just, I'm, I'm here to just walk. Cause guys, it's all about the journey anyway. Mm. It's not about a destination. And it is so wild to me, guys, how like every time I've walked into a greater manifestation of the ultimate call of God on my life, how it has not happened because of any works that I did 
other than simply being so crazy in love with him, I just want to do what he says. So it has been simple, not because I've understood what he was doing, but because I've been simply obedient and just took the right steps at the right time when he asked me to do them. Going back to my one running video, he told me to start a public figure page and to start posting three times a day on my page. I had four followers <laughs> and it was ridiculous to me to even yeah. put on there that I was a public figure. I'm like, I am not a public figure. That is not who I am. And the Lord said, I asked you to do this. So please do it. Please mm -hmm. follow through. Yeah. And, and then if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't be here ministering to you guys today. Simple acts of obedience open large doors of influence. Mm. Okay. So be just, and so I bless you with that to just surrender to the process. Let go of all your striving. Stop seeking to be in a position that you might not be ready for. Mm. Don't have an abortion on your destiny because you weren't mature enough to give birth to a mature ministry or a mature mm -hmm. baby. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's and, and it is that serious. Yeah. And and if you are on here and you maybe don't know who Jesus is, uh, or maybe you've heard about him and the stuff that we've been saying is really compelling to you. Um, but you just really want to know that you know that he's real and that he loves you. Uh, and maybe you don't like your life. I feel like somebody, you actually really don't like your life. Like wow. you, you think your life sucks Wow. and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And there's even been times where you've struggled with suicidal, like suicidal mm. thoughts. Wow. Um, I just see Jesus like standing in front of you and he's so excited because he's like, great man, I will actually give you my life in exchange for the life that you don't like. Hmm. And because Jesus <laughs> gave up his life so that you could have life. And it's the best kind of life. It's the only kind of real life. You will never find real life until you have this relationship with the person who is the way, the truth, and the life. And then it gets even better. You you get a relationship with life and then he brings you into this amazing family. You get to be a child of God and every day after today is different. It's as if you never sinned, as if you never fell short. And not only that, but he will destroy even the sin that other people did to you. Not just the stuff that you did, but the stuff other people did to you. He breaks the authority of that off of your life and he makes you a brand new person. And then when the father looks at you, he looks at you as if you've never sinned. You become innocent. Like, what would your life be like if tomorrow you woke up and there was no record of the bad things that you did, but your sentence had been, been paid in full? That's what Jesus wants to give you. And so if that's you, mm -hmm. Jesus wants to give you his life in exchange for the life that you don't want. And, and I, I actually feel him touching you right now. And I feel you are feeling 
something compelling you. There's something happening in your chest, in your heart right now that you've never experienced before. And that is Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that is coming and saying that what she's saying is the truth. And will you come? Will you come and let us love you? And look, you don't have to know all, all the right answers. You don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to make sense in your mind because it's, it's, it supersedes your logic. This is a spiritual reality that is happening right now. Okay. And as you continue to spend time with God every day and you get in the Bible, the NLT version or the NIV, something that you can understand, and you just begin to pursue knowing Jesus, then all the other stuff is going to fall into line. And if that is you right now, or you might even be on here and you might think that you've been living life as a Christian, but you've never really surrendered to Jesus. You've still been trying to live your life and have your will be met and your life is messed up. It sucks. And you just, you, you can't understand why you're not experiencing breakthrough. It's because you've tried to add Jesus into your life wow. rather than giving up your life and receiving Jesus' wow. life in exchange. Yeah. And if that's you, God wants to give you the great exchange. Mm. And all you have to do is literally die to yourself surrender it all and say, okay. I mean, when I heard that, that was the best news I had ever gotten because I hated my life and I did not like myself. And to find out that I could literally just go to the Bible and go to Jesus in prayer and in worship, and I could learn how to live a brand new life the way that God prescribes so that I could have the best kind of life. It was like phenomenal. It was the best idea in the whole world to me. Like, I was like, yes, let's do this, man. I'm ready. (laughs) Like, I was going to hang myself last night. I don't have to do that now. Mm. You know, seriously, that that is where I was at. And I feel like some of you, that's where you're at. Like, frustrated, tired, depressed. And it's because you've not surrendered your life for Christ's life. And he died. It was a life in exchange for a life, not to add in anything. We don't make room for Jesus. He gets it all because he's worthy of it all. And so I'm just going to, if that's you, I just want you to uh, just put a, uh, a heart emoji in, in the comments, just put a heart emoji up. Like Jesus, I want to give my life in exchange for your life. Jesus, I want to know you for the very first time. Just put it in the comments. Hmm. You're feeling Holy Spirit on you right now. Confirming that what I'm saying is true. Just put a heart emoji in the comments. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yo. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Do you know all of heaven is celebrating you? Heaven is throwing a party for you guys right now. Do you know that you're not just receiving Jesus? You are actually becoming part of my family, that you're my lost brothers and sisters. And wow, like you are invited into the household of God. Thank you, Jesus. Cassandra, God sees you. Sonic, God sees you. Arnaldo, God sees you. Daughter of the righteous king, God sees you. Eve, God sees you. Lori, uh, Maria, come on, Timothy. He's rededicating. Hallelujah. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Jean, God sees you. 
Dan, God sees you. Hallelujah. Come on. Look at this. Look at the guys, your life is never going to be the same. It's mm. never going to be the same. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much for each one of these that you have called to be yours. Do you know that, guys? That God literally, he looked at you from the expanse of time and eternity. And he purposed for you to have this moment right now, Nicole. That he was going to see you and that you were going to be his. You are the love of his life. And he proved it on the cross. He is the only man that will give his entire life that would die for you just to have you. How? Praise the Lord. Come on. So guys, if that is you and you just, you want to receive this free gift of grace, it's free there. You cannot earn it. It's nothing that you do. It's simply saying, okay, I surrender to your love, God, and I will surrender my life in the way that I have been doing things to do it your way. It's your way, Jesus, a life in exchange for a life. I literally, I just want you to say this with me. Just say, Jesus. I thank you that you gave your life in exchange for my broken, fallen, messed up life. God, I give you all the fragmented parts of me. I give up my need to understand. I give up all the sin that I've ran to to find comfort. And I say, Jesus, come into my life. And teach me how to live like you, for you. Father, thank you for forgiving my sins. Lead me into knowing you as my daddy who sees me and loves me. Holy Spirit, come and fill me now so that I have the power of the resurrection, life of Jesus, working through me to be the person you destined me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. Wow. Come on. Come on. Guys, do you feel that? I just felt like this, mm, this heaviness just broke off of you. That's literally, this is your resurrection moment, guys. Mm -hmm. 
that that you just felt lifted off of you, that was you coming out of the grave the same way Jesus came out of the grave. The grave is empty. Don't look back there. Don't go back to those dead things. You are heaven seated from this moment on. Bible says that we are seated in Christ in heavenly places. And wow, oh my gosh, it's 8822. Do you know that the number eight biblically represents new life and new beginnings? There we go. All of you that just gave your lives to Jesus, I want you to make a note that on 8822 was the day that my life changed forever. And if you look, there are tons of amazing believers on here. And if you need somebody to help disciple you, you need a community, then you need to be catching Jeff on his live streams. I actually have a mentoring program that I'm getting ready to launch here in just a few weeks. Um, you need to find people who are on fire for Jesus and you need to imitate them as they imitate Christ. And you know what? Oh my gosh, I just felt to say this too. So I have a lot of meetings coming up in a lot of different places all over the country um, here. And like, so next week I'm going to be in Waldorf, Minnesota at the Glory Barn. I'm going to be there for four nights. I want you to come and give me a hug. I want to pray for you hmm. and I want to release impartation over you. Um, I'm also going to be in Oklahoma. We're going to be in Broken Arrow uh in september and then we're going to be in tahlequah which is uh cherokee capital in oklahoma at the end of september so i i would just love if you are anywhere near those areas come and see me i'll be in uh canyon city colorado in october i want to love on you wow and you can go to my website to get all that information, KristaElisha.com. Yay. Yep. And it's I in the description too. If people want to just click, they can go right there. So yeah. I mean, seriously, like if you are somebody that like you decided to give your life to Jesus through uh experiencing him through me, and you are ever at a, a meeting of mine, you better come up and you better give me a hug because you are my family. And she gives the best hugs too. So it's you know. <laughs> That's saying something because Jeff yeah. really does give the best hugs. I don't know. I mean, and he's a giant too. So like he squeezes you really good yeah. around the head. <laughs> yeah. One of the most common comments I get from people is you're, you're a lot taller than I thought you were. Yes. Cause I'm uh, a giant I'm a, in the faith. I'm, yeah. So he is, and he's yeah. a superhero. Oh, <laughs> he is. Yeah. So Krista, um, dude, it's always, it's always, it's always lit when you're, when you're on burn baby bird. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So everybody go follow her on all of her socials. They're in the description, all that good stuff. Check out KristaElisha.com so you can get some sweet merch and you can also check out where her events are going to be. Cause she's always, you're always on the move. 
I I am. Yeah, until winter, and that's when God shuts me in. So, oh, and another thing, if you guys want to experience Father God, like you you struggle with the concept of God as a daddy, um, you should definitely check out my book. Um, there are weapons. I'm getting so I I didn't even write the thing on purpose, and I I'm getting so many incredible testimonies from that book and people encountering the love of a father that they've mm-hmm. never experienced before. Oh yeah. And all of that you can find on my website. Everything's on my yeah. website. It's a devotional and it's, I endorsed it actually. I wrote an endorsement. I know his endorsement totally made me cry too. This is so <laughs> sweet. Yeah. So it's, it, it honestly is very, uh, it's, it's really powerful. It's a, it's a really unique devotional. I've read plenty of devotionals in my day. So, um, Check it out, you guys. You're gonna be re- if you have if you don't have it yet, you're gonna be really blessed. So yeah, yeah. Is that all, Jeff? I think that's it. I think that's it. We broke our record. This is our longest show, our longest episode. Man, yeah, yeah. we did it. We did we it. Did Christa. it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, guys, we love you. You know, uh, it's this is an exciting day. This is an exciting day. And for some of you, this is like, this is like the first day of the rest of your life, you know? So, and we just, all of heaven is rejoicing at that. Yes. Um, whether it was, you, you know, you're, you're coming to the Lord for the first time or you're rededicating your life to the Lord. Um, makes no difference. It's an exciting thing. Your name has been written in the book of life, you guys. So that's amazing. Yes, so the book of life. Boom. Oh, I'm God, saying. So good. So, okay, everybody, have an amazing, amazing Monday. This is like the this is a great first day of the week, you know. Um, and so, join us on Wednesday. We're gonna have Ivana Tia here, and she's awesome. She's she's fiery, fiery Egyptian woman. She's amazing. So it's gonna be a great episode, uh, and we'll see you then at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.